All right, we get to do another episode of Technical Explanation Show, and today my guest is Walter Sparks. How you doing, Walter? I'm good. I'm good. It's funny because I thought I just heard you say Walter Sparks. I've been called Sparks, Starky, Darks, everything. Starks <laughs> like Iron Man with an S on the end, but I may have misheard you. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, yeah, I think you did. Um, hey, so where are you calling us from? Where are you located? I'm smack dab right between Cincinnati and Dayton. I'm in Monroe, Ohio. So right above Westchester. Okay. Okay. I'm horrible at geography, uh, by the way. But um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we've, we've talked a couple of times and obviously we're here to talk about officiating, but I, we get to talk about officiating for two sports today. Um, can you tell us about, uh, you know, the things that you officiate? Sure. So right now I currently officiate high school wrestling and high school football. Uh, I used to do college football. I jumped into college wrestling for a second. I actually just renewed my license for college wrestling. I used to do basketball, volleyball. Those were the first things that needed to go when I got married back in 06. So right now I'm just a full-time uh, wrestling and football official for high school. Yeah. And so I've had uh, a couple of shows with some uh, officials that are wrestling officials and football officials as well. And from my understanding, it sounds like, um, officiating in the state, you know, the state of officiating in football is kind of similar to um, wrestling. And you guys are going to like six man teams or something next year instead of four. Yes. Uh, they're actually doing six men right now for the playoffs. I believe uh, it might be the state crews. They're already doing it, but there, there is a shortage, not to the same extreme as wrestling. And there's a shortage across the country for referees as a whole, but there is a shortage in football as well. Okay. And I mean, so, I think they're both probably due to the same sort of thing, sort of the same things. But I mean, what do you think is going on in football? Is it anything different than wrestling? As I would say some choice? of it. I would say some of it is the same, but um, I know. But most of the talk is that people don't like getting screamed at as much. I mean, that's some of it, but uh, I don't think that's all of it. I mean, I think it's a combination of reasons with uh, the shortage, whether it's uh, I heard that Ohio is one of the lower paying states. And we don't do it for the pay anyway. I mean, nobody's getting rich off of this. But when you're giving up a Friday night to be with your family, uh, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, especially when you include the pregame. We got to be in the locker room an hour and a half early, uh, the time after the game. Uh, that's probably, I'm thinking pay is probably like third or fourth. I Honestly, some of it is work ethic, I believe. Um, the one thing, though, is about officials that most people, most people don't know is that officials are very competitive. You have to be. No one wants to go out there and just mess up. So you're not doing it for the money. You're not doing it to mess up. You're doing it because you're competitive. You're competitive in a different way. You're competitive with yourself. You're competitive to do that high pressure situation to get it right. I mean, that's a lot of the reasons why I officiate still. Yeah. And that, that competitiveness doesn't, you get it in you probably, you know, in high school and whatever sports you do and it, it's tough to get it out for some people. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that I enjoy about coaching is I, I still get my, my heart goes up when they're singing the national anthem, you know, just for the kids. Like right. it's kind of, it's almost a, I don't want to say an addiction, but sometimes some of us just need that, you know? Um, so let's start with how, let's start with your wrestling story. Cause that's my what we wrestling do. Story. Yeah. So I say I wrestled when I was in a third grade. I remember it was the first year I moved to Fairfield. We used to live in an inner city uh, in Cincinnati and uh, my parents moved me out to Fairfield, Ohio. And I wrestled in third grade, actually went undefeated. Uh, what's funny about that is that I didn't wrestle again and I was a freshman. My dad was working uh, two jobs and going to school. So uh, between him and my mom, we had to cut back for me doing sports. So I didn't wrestle again until I was a freshman. 
Um, so I was not some stud wrestler. Absolutely not. I went to a stud school, though, with legends like Jason Laughlin as such, who was recently the head coach at Fairfield. Uh, I think Willie Weinberg got to Fairfield right the year after uh, my sister graduated in 94. I, I or no, no, he got there in 91, the year after I graduated. Willie Weinberg did. Uh, I, I so met I him this summer. Yes. Um, oh, okay. okay. That was my first ever state tournament. So 1994, the first ever state tournament. And so just, sorry, it's, it, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, no, I was telling him, I was telling him, I, I went and I thought every year there's going to be a four-time state champion and my high school would win state because they won state for the first time ever in division three. So I, I was ruined from there on. I was like, this is awesome. And then right. the next year I'm like, oh, we finished second. But anyhow, Fairfield. Most most clutch wrestler ever, Lee Weinberg. No one can deny that. Clutch. Yes, he was. So absolutely. So, so that's how I got started with uh wrestling. Um so many moons later, I used to play hardcore flag football. Uh, and there was a referee named Bobby Sagers Jr., who actually, uh, unfortunately, his father just passed away recently. But Bobby Sagers used to referee the flag football leagues and touch leagues we were in. And he said to me casually, like, man, you should be a ref. You'd be good at it. So I kind of thought about it year after year for football. And I'm thinking, well, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it because I put off for three years. So I think I was 29 and I took the football class. And then right after that, I took the basketball and the wrestling class. So I really did football just because Bobby said I would be good at it. But I actually did wrestling because I wanted to do the state tournament. That was my goal was to be good enough, uh, that competitive spirit, to be good enough to make it to referee the state tournament. That was my motivation for refing wrestling. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that. Um, is it pretty, is it pretty much the same process like to become a football or a basketball or a wrestling um, official like is it you know classroom learning then ultimately passing a test then you know being evaluated and working your way up are they all pretty similar are there any differences it's pretty similar as far as getting started um i say the move up process not necessarily the same and i remember when i became a football ref after just doing two years and i was about to do you can't do varsity to your third year um so i was about to do varsity and i actually got contacted by uh, gentleman that became my white hat head ref for football and he contacted me said hey I heard you're really good at de- with dealing with coaches <laughs> I hadn't heard that about myself he's like I'd like you to be a wing official for me I wanted to be in the middle as an umpire and I said sure so I joined this crew it was a great decision and before the first football game I got approached by an NFL bird dog scout that uh, I remember Jim Mahan and he came up to me very bold and brash and said hey I'm looking for good young black officials. And I heard that you were a good young black official. I'm like, man, that was real bold, but okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. He didn't mean anything by it. It was being transparent. And he's like, so are you interested? I'm like, uh, moving up to college football. And I said, well, yes, of course. So uh, the very, uh, after one year of high school football, I literally moved up to division three college football, which usually do not move up that quick. Um, so the transition in football, you're not really going to move up like that unless someone's in your corner. It's just not going to happen. Uh, wrestling, you got to have people in your corner. Both sports, you got to be really good. though. Uh, I think the pressure is not the same because in football, there are so many rules, so many rules. So between the five of us in high school, the seven of us in college, let's get it right. Wrestling, you, your assistant, a lot of times just you. You better get it. You, you better know the rules. You better get it right. You can't jive it because uh, I'll think of my first conference tournament I ever ref in wrestling. And uh, I remember I called uh, Legal Scissors. And I remember coach goes to the table real calm and says, hey, I'm pretty sure that was a draping scissors. And I'm like, no, that was illegal. He goes, no, I'm pretty sure on page 72 of the rule book that that was a draping scissors. I'm like, what the heck? He pulled the page out on me. 
So when that match was done, I went right to the locker room, opened up the rule book, page number. He nailed it, everything. I went back and I said, I apologize. I was wrong and I will never miss that call again. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And also, I mean, there's so much going on in a football game too, like, you know, holding or whatever. No one can see. They'll even say, you know, they'll scream and say holding. But when it's just two competitors and an official, you can see a lot more and the people are closer to, you know what I mean? So the pressure to get it right, it's a little bit, I don't know. You can see a face mask, right? But holding, you can't see from the stands. Most I mean, of the well, holding, see, a lot of people don't understand. So the, the same holding happens in every play. I mean, it's somewhat true, somewhat not. But if the guy can, if the guy's strong enough to keep his hands inside here and he's holding the guy's jersey, it's not going to get cold. Once his arms go out like this, he takes him down. That's what we're looking for. You know, it's a Friday night. A coach is screaming, holding, holding. And I just casually look at him. Coach, it wasn't big enough. What do you mean not big enough, coach? Do you want me to call out on your guy? No, go on. You're doing a good yeah. job. Keep going. <laughs> So fans don't see that. They just see the initial screen. They don't know what's being said. Okay. So, that, and that's a good point. I mean, that's probably, I mean, I think the lack of knowledge, right, even on coaches, right? So the coaches are in charge of, or get to coach the kids. But if they don't understand the rules, we can't expect the parents to. Even the parents that have been around for forever think they know the rule book, right? Uh, don't expect them to. Uh, they're all <laughs> funny to me. Don't really hear them a lot. Unless I hear something funny, then I can't help but chuckle. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I used to be one of them, too. We're biased to our team, biased to what we see. Um, but I will say this. I, I do believe wrestling fans are more knowledgeable than football fans. I, I do believe that. Yeah, because it's more niche, right? I mean, and you spend more time going through, for the, for the most part, I think you spend more time with your parents learning wrestling or talking about it, then you don't come home from football and be like, yeah, we ran a mud cat four today. And that's what I had to pull and hit the linebacker. It just doesn't happen. You know? Um, I think and- the big difference between the two is so in football, I think of college football, actually college was a lot easier for me to referee in a football than high school. There's seven of us. I was a field judge, which is the gentleman on the home team side, 20 yards down the field. I'm looking at the wing or the, the wide receiver farthest out. He's my key. If he leaves my zone, then I'm watching my zone. So that's my responsibility. I don't need to watch the lineman for holding. I don't need to watch the other side of the field. The ball goes in the air. Everybody's eyes go to the ball. So that, not saying it's easy. What's actually hard is just the pressure. But wrestling, it's not that simple. Once again, you have to, you, you're the man. You're, you have to know everything that's going on. Football, I can focus on my key. So that's the main difference to me is that focusing on your key your vicinity, your responsibilities, wrestling, the whole thing is your responsibility. That's interesting. I never, I didn't know that I'm not an official, never pretended to be one, but I didn't understand you break it up because I sometimes I'm like, how the heck, you know, do you see what's going on? But that makes a lot more sense. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you've been officiating for 20 years. You had mentioned your first goal, your goal when you started out wrestling was you wanted to officiate the state tournament. Have you accomplished that yet? I have. I'm I knew the answer uh, already, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I believe five times state official, I think in wrestling, I can't remember, football four times. I, th- I thought I've done 10 between them, I can't remember. Uh, but I've done the team state and the individual state. Uh, so definitely that was, uh, it's funny because after you do the state the first time, I remember Dick Lowenstein, who's one of our uh, state interpreters, he had said to me, he goes, you'll be surprised at how much you'll want to do it even more and how good you'll get. It's It's true. It's there's a different kind of rush. I mean, doing the state football finals is a rush. It's awesome. I love doing state football, state wrestling. You ask me if I can referee the Super Bowl, if I can referee state individual state wrestling tournament, I'm doing the state wrestling tournament. Really? Why Absolutely. is that? Why Absolutely. Is that? 
Um, the competitive, the pressure, being out there, you got, we know Ohio's one of the best states there are, and you're talking studs out there wrestling their hearts out. Um, three, two matches. I mean, I remember there was a kid who was one of the kids projected to one state. I remember him getting beaten in, I think, the first round console match. And he was crying so hard on the side of the mat. And I remember another ref was saying to me, like, gosh, it's not that serious. Why is he so upset? And I'm like, he's a senior and he was a stud. He was projected to win. And he said, this is it. I said, those emotions right there, that was real. And I could feel his pain. I had to go right on the mat and referee and I could feel feel his pain, man. There's just there's just something that's just real and genuine about everybody wrestles. Everyone knows. But just to be able to be there, the honor, the privilege to be able to be a part of it. It's just it's just amazing. It's surreal. Yeah, and the pageantry too. I mean, that the OHSA does a really a great job. I mean, I've seen some state tournaments and right, wrong, or indifferent, but I've seen some high school state tournaments that, you know, this the junior high state tournament in Ohio looks, you know, uh, a little more pageantry. Sure. That's the nicest I can put it. Um, so when you get there and you're in you're in the shot, you know, in most years, um, I mean, even there being as a fan, as you watch the spectators file in and then you see all these nervous wrestlers warming up sometimes it's, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it actually right now. So I can, I can't imagine being, you know, having the best, as we say, the best seat in the house there. Um, what are some of your favorite memories? Let's start with the team. So you're talking about state duels, right? The team tournament. I've done state duels as well. Yes. Yeah. What are some of your favorite uh, memories from there or matches that you've got to do? or could just get to watch because you're there officiating? Well, I've actually the first round, I had a four or five match. That was pretty good. Um, one, the one year I didn't officiate, I think it was when um, it was the St. Ed's when they wrestled uh, Perry. That was pretty exciting. Uh, I, to be honest, a good local duel is every bit as intense as the state team. Actually, I had to go to West Virginia once to do the West Virginia duels. And I had uh, Parkersburg versus Parkersburg South. <laughs> yeah, I had to, that area is tough. They, they do not like each other. They've been wrestling forever. And, uh, you know, there's all these West Virginia wrestling. My friend and I, we went there from Ohio. You know, it's a three-plus-hour drive for us. And uh, that that final was amazing, amazing. But I remember before doing the final, uh, a woman, she had to be close to 90. She came out of the stands and she tapped me in the shoulder. And she says, uh, hey, are you, uh, are you refing this finals match? I said, as a matter of fact, I am. She goes, I've been coming to every one of these for 50 years. Tapped me on the shoulder and said, don't mess up now. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. 31-30 upset Parkersburg South beat Parkersburg. So that was uh, one of the most intense duels I've been a part of. And uh, I would say, uh, gosh, the local ones around here, some of them, they're, they're every bit as good as reffing up at the team state. Okay. Then let's go to what are some of your favorite memories from the individual state tournament, some matches maybe you got to watch before you went on a mat or some that you called or. Um, I think watching, um, gosh, a few years ago, it was actually Matt side. It wasn't one I was officiating. It was, um, uh, gosh, Donathan from Mason wrestling. Uh, I think your, your surname, Bryce from St. Ed it was an upset. It was Bryce Andonian. Yes. Andonian. yes. Yeah, that finals match a few years ago. It's funny because one of my wife's favorite weekends of the year is a state wrestling tournament. I could see my son at the time. So this is probably about three years ago. So he's about 11. I could see him in the stands going berserk when Donathan gets a point in the end. So that match is, uh, was was amazing. There, there's been a lot of 
unbelievable moments. My first state finals match, actually, you said memory. Um, <laughs> talk about pressure. Matt, I'm on the Division Three uh, state final 195-pound match, and the Matt 1 and Matt 2 are done. So I'm the only one being watched. And I can tell you, I can count on one hand how many times I've been nervous in life. Uh, <laughs> state tournament is not one of them. I was not nervous there. But when I looked over, saw the other two mats, and I'm like, oh, great. So everybody's watching my match. So my match went on for about 21, 22 minutes because we had blood time over and over and over. And I believe for the first time ever, somebody went off the stage. The one had t- – he was losing 4-2, and he took the guy down, checked him near out of bounds, and then he kicked him over, and he flew off the stage Ooh. on my finals match. That's way so out of bounds because that's big. Yes. Now it's 4-4. Four, four, do the blood. Coach questions me on the takedown. He was respectful. Uh, then we go to overtime, and I believe the kid ended up getting that takedown of winning 6-4. So that was uh, – never will forget that. Okay. That's – wow. Yeah, I, I've never seen anyone go off the stage there um, for sure. Oh, wow. 20-minute match. Um, talking about questionable calls, let me put you on the hot seat. You can plead the fifth here if you want because this wasn't Far away. On, on the list. But did you watch any wrestling this weekend, any college wrestling? I did not. And I'd love to watch the college wrestling and uh, see the questionable call. So I haven't heard anything or I didn't see anything. Well, I want to I catch up. I want to follow up with you then, get your opinion on this. But I think it was 165-pound match. So you got Cornell versus Stanford, coaches that coached together last year, coaching against each other. And uh, really nice scramble, out of bounds. Um, and then, uh, Griffith, yeah, I think it was Griffith, Shane Griffith, the returning national champ gets behind both arms, but he's not covering Stanford. Yeah. He's, he's behind both. He's in both pits, armpits, but he doesn't cover the hip per se, but it, cause if he did, they would both be completely out of bounds, you know, like one wrestler's got a hand in, he's got two up here, but, uh, it was a no call. Um, but the, I don't know how you interpret the rules. It's just been all over Twitter. I'm so sorry. Looked- no, forgive me. Did you say they were neutral or was it for a reversal? It was for a reversal. And we were near the edge. Yep. And he came behind. Both arms were off the mat. And his, yeah. He doesn't cover the hip, but we're standing up. Yeah. He was like on his, yeah, his knees weren't even on the ground. Like mm-hmm. he's on his toes. You'll have to watch it. I'll send it to you because um, I'm not doing the best job. But that has just been all over social media. Um, and again, it's just, it's just interesting to see how easy it is for people to formulate opinions when they're not the ones wearing the, you know, the stripes and stuff like that. So I'd like not- to see it because we're one, we're not supposed to call, for example, it sounds a little bit similar, a Merkel situation if we're off the mat as a reversal. Yeah. Um, all honesty, I don't know if I agree with that, but that's the rule. And that's the thing too, is even if you don't agree with it, you have to because make I'm, the call, whatever you're supposed to. Yeah, the Merkel would just be that leg hooked, right? Uh, and then, yeah, leg and hook. then like hangman kind of headlock on the side. Yeah. yeah, so if we're on the mat, he gets it. If we're not on the mat, he doesn't. And I believe that's the only situation where basically, you know, a takedown and reversal are one and the same. I believe that's the only situation where we're not going to give two reversal um, unless he gets him down. Okay. Well, also, so it almost sounds sure. a little bit similar what you're saying, not necessarily Merkel, but he's behind both arms, but he wasn't behind yeah. him. It sounds, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, Maybe that's along the lines why he didn't give it, but I'm, I'm kind of I am too. But you know, you've got your people that got a lot of time to take pictures of rule books and without the interpretation and post it and everything. It's just sure. I'm hyper 
I guess, uh, aware of it now getting to do this and kind of trying to take both sides as a spectator or a fan. And then as a, uh, you know, hopefully an advocate of officials, I'm like, this is not helping, you know, like, <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't help. That's the best way I can put it. Um, so this season, uh, looks like, you know, we're going to have a normal season because no, you know, as normal as we can right now, what are some of the big, uh, things you're most excited about for this upcoming 21, 22 season? Well, I actually didn't officiate as much last year. Um, obviously, everything going on, and uh, I wanted to help a lot of up-and-coming refs because I signed locally uh, officials, so I backed off last year officiating myself. And it's funny because I ended up doing the team state, not for 2021, but for 2020. I did the team state, so I backed off that year as well. And I definitely think that was a mistake because trying to do the team state, and because I'm a, I'm a reps. And I like doing high pressure duels and such. So since I didn't do it as much, I would say out of all the state terms I ref, that was probably the worst one I ha- I've had. So I'm looking forward to really getting back in the groove, uh, officiating some uh, hardcore, because I like to do the toughest match possible. Those are the ones I really like to be involved with. So I plan to get back to some of that the best I can, because I have a son who's a freshman uh, who's playing uh, basketball. Um, but definitely looking forward to that. I would say yeah. the most. Do you have any tournaments that you think that you there's a potential for some really good matches like that that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm not going to travel out of town this year, so but the Coaches Classic here locally is the top tournament, which is the third weekend in December. So oh, I'm going to do right the Coaches. Away. Yeah, so I'm going to do the Coaches Classic. Um, uh, the I don't know who's all in a Mason tournament here. The GMC tournament sometimes that's a basically the GMC and GCL local here are the top conferences. So the GMC tournament and I. But, with me assigning, I try not to uh, cherry pick. I don't do that. So I actually get some events from other assigners. For example, the first two weekends are actually not from myself. They're from actually the first three, including Coach's Classic. I didn't assign those to myself. So they're tournaments that were given to me. I think the Harrison tournament, I'm going to go up to Fairmont where the Division One district is up at uh, Frank Baxter's uh, Fairmont Firebirds uh, tournament. And then in the Coach's Classic. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your association and just how, how, how your numbers are going there and some of the things that you guys are, are, are doing to try to get more officials out? Yes, we, we are, we are hurting. There's no doubt. We have the least amount of officials that I've seen since I've uh, been involved. Uh, we definitely need to, I think, do a lot better job of recruiting and talking to the younger officials, you know, um, most young people, high school, college don't know, if they want to have a decent part-time income while they're in school, officiate. It's a way once they want to, to make some extra money, stay connected, to compete. I just really think educating, telling people that because a lot of it is if we're doing that and we're also taking the young people on our wing because, yeah, there's yelling, there's screaming, but there's really not as much as people think. As long as you're out there and you're not making stuff up, you're hustling. You're working to get better. It's really, I can tell you right now, a referee, a lot of big high school football games at schools that have supposedly bad reputations. I very rarely ever get yelled at. I seriously don't think I got yelled at once this year in high profile football games. So uh, wrestling, same way. I very rarely ever get yelled at. You know, one thing I pride myself on is that I make it my mission to not have to point a coach. I actually have never hit a coach for a point in a varsity event. I've worn four coaches in 20 years. Um, some people might not like hearing that because I know some guys have do it a lot, but I pride myself in being able to have good enough people skills to talk to this coach and reason together. And I just think that a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't deal with that coach. They're screaming. I, I don't want to officiate. 
it's not really as much as people think. Long as you're not walking around with a chip on your shoulder yourself. Yeah, so I think you you kind of hit on a couple of things, uh, a couple of things there. You know, if in this there's exceptions, right? And I'm not making a, I don't want to make a blanket statement here, but if, if I think what I heard is if you're doing your job and you're doing it well enough, and people can tell that you know what you're talking about, you tend to have less of the talk, you know, the screaming and yelling at you, right? And, you definitely get less as time goes on because when they get to know you. I mean, obviously, I had a little bit more when I was a younger official. Uh, but like I said, I mean, as a younger official, I, I I don't put up with coaches being disrespectful, but honestly, don't remember a lot of times where they have been. Uh, I think it probably helped that I used to coach my son's flag football when he was at four years old. And I mean, honestly, I was more intense pretty much than almost every coach I've ever dealt with for four-year-old flag football. Yeah. So I have a long wick. Um, but I tend to be able to figure out we can reason together respectfully. You know, there's times where there's, there's nothing you do about it. I'm not going to say any names. There's some coaches, though, that are beyond obnoxious, and some referees have quit because of coaches being beyond obnoxious. That one texted me this year, asked me a question, saying that they have a rep, and, you know, well, not as bad as you might think, but I do know a couple coaches have quit because of how you guys have got on them, and they, he was actually hurt to hear that. And asked for their names. I said, I can't do that. He said, well, maybe I can make it right with them someday. And I said, yeah, I mean, if they're willing to talk to you, but just, you know, everything's within balance. I do think that the referees uh, also, I don't want to say have to be thicker skinned, but I mean, definitely it's, you know, this is a, this is a tough sport. This is a tough sport. And my philosophy is, is that when a coach is questioning something, I said, coach, here's my thing. You can competitively disagree all day long i have no problem with competitive disagreement is disrespectful disagreement is where we have to draw the line yeah i like that i mean uh, one of my last something similar to that one of the last people knew this one hasn't gone live yet um but they said you know when i go to the table i don't even talk first i wait for them to talk and then i you know give give my reasoning right and if it goes from there they kind of go the same way you know they're going to give them their time but a lot of times i think sometimes coaches um, just need to be heard and then sometimes hear themselves <laughs> and realize, oh, wait, I might, I might be, uh, you know, out of my depth here. Um, but unfortunately, when you're not being logical, sometimes you don't realize that too. And I think that's, uh, for me personally, that's what I have to, when I go to, get to go to these uh, youth sporting events and stuff, because I coach junior high, I try to look for those parents and just remind myself, don't be that person, <laughs> you know, because uh, especially now, right? But it wouldn't be a very good look if I'm here uh, berating an official. Then I'm like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast next week? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> got to keep that in mind, um, too. Um, so back to, you know, your association and the, the, the official decline that we have here. Um, I'm seeing, you know, I'm hearing, I should say, a lot of the same things from officials. Like, we're trying really hard to recruit, and I believe it. I really do. But is there something different that we're not? that we're missing or something, you know what I mean? Or is it just really strange times? Cause I, I kind of believe like there's gotta be something else that we can do. Hopefully, you know, talking with officials and getting their stories out there like this will help move the needle a little bit too. But um, again, with girls wrestling on the rise that it is, we're going to need more officials just to even be able to let them have, not let them allow for them to have competition. So it's, I think it's an even bigger problem than most people that aren't officials understand. So what are some, what are some things that maybe you do differently or, or you would like to see other people try? Yeah, I, I'm a believer in uh, adapting and uh, going outside the box as long as it doesn't compromise my morals. So 
I think that's where we're at. Um, we've got to go outside the box. So, you know, honestly, people don't want to work as much. You said, is it strange times? It is. Uh, people do not want to work uh, as much. And hopefully it doesn't offend anyone. But I mean, I lived it where I was just working. We had a day where we had 47 people confirmed to come in for an interview and seven showed up. Two were offered a job to start training the next week and they did not show up. So we went over 47. Wow. So I think strange times. Yes, I do think like, once again, if we're maybe the, the younger generation, understand that, hey, this is a good way for you to make good part time income while you're in school. Seriously, let them see that. Have them come out to uh, shadow. But I mean, we have to do something that's 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 different. Um, you know, for example, somehow make it fun. We have to make it fun. But what I was going to say, for example, I look at like my wife, who one of her favorite things to do is to go to the state tournament. She never went to, I think, a wrestling event. She went to high school, one of the best Ohio wrestlers ever in Kyle Ott. Um, <laughs> she, she, you know, watched me officiate, went to the state tournament, loves to go to the state tournament. Um, absolutely loves it, loves to watch it. But she cannot watch college wrestling. She cannot watch, and all you college enthusiasts, I'm sorry, and I love college wrestling because I'm a purist, but she cannot watch writing time if somebody get on top and stall. And the point I'm making there is, is that freestyle, for the longest, kept messing with the rules. It was boring. And freestyle is the stuff right now. Yes. I absolutely love freestyle. Freestyle is the mots. It is awesome. So, you know, whatever we have to do for officials, we got to go outside the box. We got to make it fun. Um, I mean, People think, well, how's it fun to go out and get yelled at? Well, one of the reasons that a lot of us still officiate is because it's fun. It's because we get to go in uh, as a brotherhood and we get to cut up at our meetings and cut up at the wrestling tournament. And unlike football, football, it's you, the refs, you're the coaches. Wrestling's not like that. We're at a tournament. Coaches questioning me in the chair. Now we're in the hospitality room eating at the same table talking. Now we're back out in the mat. Walter, how the heck can you make that call? We just talked about that over the two months. <laughs> you know? And then afterwards, we're all laughing, having a good time. Uh, a lot of people don't, they don't understand that. They don't see that. You know, yeah. pretty much everybody knows we all know each other by name. It's actually a lot more fun than people think. I think it's just uh, we not presenting a negative light. You know, because a lot of last thing you would think that you would want to do after a long day at work is to go out and officiate a match with a bunch of yelling, screaming people. I actually look at it as a different kind of release. That's totally how I look at it. I'm 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 like after a long day's work, frustrating day, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm glad I get to go referee tonight and get away from this. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. That's awesome. Well, it says a lot about your mindset, and we kind of talked about how. Uh, people's mindsets might be different too. And, but the thing I like the most about that, and I've seen this firsthand is the officials and you, hospitality rooms are just awesome. Amazing stuff happens in hospitality rooms outside of the food, like the friendship, the camaraderie and stuff. And, you know, I don't know how you do this. I'm just spitballing here, but I think that's some of the stuff that maybe more of these young people need to see, like, or maybe, you know, trying to get people to some of these all-star meets that are thinking about becoming officials and then maybe get to hang out with the officials that are calling these high profile matches, or I don't know, there's gotta be some ways to expose them to the other side of, you know, outside of the yelling, <laughs> you know, yeah. because uh, for the last 
gosh, five years or so, I get to do these OAC tournaments and in the breaks, that's the best time. You know, I, I, I joke with the officials in between matches and stuff, but when you get back there, you really get to see who they are. Um, you mentioned OAC. Now, I will tell you, you talk about stuff that chase people out as the youth stuff, because I used to do youth and whether it's peewee football or youth wrestling. Whoa. Um, that in Ohio, obviously great wrestling such, but the parents there can be obnoxious. And I think sometimes young officials, that does frazzle them a little bit because I love the, the youth tournaments. Uh, good wrestling, sometimes better technique than what you see in high school. But um, for example, Mason here locally does a good job in keeping the parents up off the floor. Yeah, because how their gym set up. Yes, yeah, they, they, they do. Now, I did have a run-in with a parent one time at the skin check, um, which was ridiculous. But outside of that, they do a good job. And that, that right there is important because that kind of stuff will definitely get, I, I can tell you, uh, gosh, I mean, I can count how many times I've been jazzed real bad by fans. And one of them was at uh, Pee Wee football. And it was the only game my daughter ever came to watch me referee uh, <laughs> uh, non-varsity. And her and my son were there on the sideline. I walked off the field and two grannies were standing there and they're like looking at me like, yeah, we know it's tough. And I'm like, yeah, one of these days I hope to get it. And they're like, yeah, you just keep trying. We know you'll you do better next time. And my daughter's like, why do you tell them you referee the state tournament? I'm like, for what? Yeah, <laughs> what's I it going to accomplish? No matter what. It's just going to make the conversation longer, right? <laughs> right. So uh, definitely try to protect young officials with you. I learned that the hard way because I had a uh, a preseason, I think an OAC preseason tournament, and I had rookie refs. And I thought it was a beginner tournament and it was not. So I had a rookie ref here, his first match. And he's got, I think, a state champ and a state runner up. He's refing, And I'm confused. Like, I didn't know. I'm like, what is going on? And everyone's like, yeah, these two are studs or this and that. I'm like, what? So I had to jump into the system. His very first match he's ever ref, and he was getting killed. Yeah. Um, so those youth events sometimes, I mean, that that's, that's tough. That's tougher than JV. I can tell you that. Yeah, it is. And to your point, um, and I'm not sure which tournament that was. A lot of the tournaments have the OAC name on them because they're seeding and point tournaments to get you points. So uh, when you get to districts and state, that, that's a good point. It wasn't a real OAC. Yeah, because yeah, like when we get we with the OAC, they they always pick like Medina's gym because they're ju it's just like Mason's where you have that, and then the yeah. Cavelli. I mean, think about it. And it's they do a pretty good job keeping the parents now coaches and parents are, you know, you can't really draw that line most places. But could you imagine the Ohio State tournament if all parents were allowed on the floor and just be complete chaos? So right. you're, you're exactly right. Um, yeah, actually, now to think about it, those were just youth tournaments, except for Mason's the only one I think I've done the OAC. And they're they're uh, they're really good at keeping the, the parents. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've done that one, too. Yeah, they do. They get four full mats in there, I think, in that gym. I think mm. like three. Uh, I think it's. Oh, no, they do. Yeah, you're right. They get four from that. Because the one mat was like older than me. I remember it was mm. not fun to roll out. <laughs> so. Um, so we've talked about we've talked about this season. Uh, we've talked a little bit about um, about the past and stuff like that. But um, right now, I, I want to ask. I've asked a lot about the state of, you know, officiating and things and things like that. Um, are you doing football again next year then? Are you still doing football? Uh, you know what's that's funny. The plan is yes. So we, we had a, our white hat just retired. 
So um, we have kind of a change going on. So I was approached actually to go to another crew and um, probably not going to do that. So I figured I would either switch and I love those guys. I've slept with them before and actually I need to talk to Chris. So probably not going to do that uh, or I could step down which I really, really thought about doing that. Or I could stay on my crew and either we pick up a white hat or I go to white hat. And when I was younger, I wanted to do white hat. I'm so used to being on the wing now. I'm not sure if I want to go to white hat. So so right now the answer is yes, but we shall see. And that'd be a big change then, right? If you're so used to you know officiating from one spot and then going to the other one, you'd probably have some rust you have to knock off there or Yes, because of mechanics. We we have the mechanics to make sure that you're lined up the right uh, area. You're you're looking at the right thing. I mean, a lot of times in football, as a head ref, you have to be disciplined and watch when that quarterback's passing the ball. Your eyes can't leave with the ball. Yeah. And so when you're used to 20 years, my eyes leaving going with the ball, you can't mess up. You're going to miss roughing the passer. Yeah, that's a good point. I would never be able to do that. <laughs> uh. All right, man. Well, you got anything else for me? I mean, about officiating and why, like, that's the most thing you've told us your wrestling story. Why, again, you said it a couple of times, but why should people really not just officiate one sport, but what are the benefits for you officiating too? Do you think you, one makes you better at the other or just the time interacting with coaches and stuff that, is that pretty much the same? Can you relate that? No, that's definitely the same. (laughs) I used to do volleyball and it definitely, volleyball was really, a lot like this. Um, actually, when I first started, I was, I think I was a better basketball official than I was football and wrestling. How many years did you basketball? I know you mentioned that right at the start. Gosh, I don't know. My wife and I refereed together a little bit. Um, oh, that's cool. I think I did basketball probably about six years. Um, I think so. Something like that. But So you got 20 in football, 20 in wrestling and six in basketball. Yes, I think so. Something like that. Wrestling is definitely my favorite to officiate, though. Definitely with between the the pressure and just some of the some of the matches over the year and and some of the, you know, I've been able to officiate between basketball and wrestling, both or football and wrestling, some amazing uh, athletes, you know, between uh, Jordan Hicks that plays NFL right now. He played Lakota West or David Taylor, who's just won Olympic gold. You know, our families were hardcore David Taylor homers. Um, so just over the years, being able to officiate some of these, these, these kids, it's just been amazing. Well, let me ask you that then, because I, now you just mentioned football and, and the wrestling, is it, and I've asked this before to other officials when they've mentioned some of the key wrestlers they've got to watch, like, do you take some pride in that? Is it more fun watching David Taylor? I mean, watching David Taylor win a gold medal anytime would be fun for me as an American, but the fact that, you know, I've seen him wrestle when he weighed 90 pounds with two rolls of quarters in his socks, you know, to see where he's come. Like, is it more enjoyable for you or when you see a football player that you've officiated or talked to? Sometimes. I mean, um, I think David's a little bit different because my good friend, Scott Goodpaster down here, since he fit, he uh, was training him. And um, I actually used to write a blog back then. And I met David, actually, my wife was there and my son and David, such a great kid, great kid. I mean, he's a a man now, but Great. You know, you hear it all the time. Oh, they're a great kid. No, no, he, he really is a great kid. And uh, his dad uh, came up to me at the state tournament, you know, said, thank you for the nice, nice things you said about uh, David, whatever. His dad, humble, class act. So uh, they actually had invited me to uh, David's graduation party. And uh, I took my son there. David, just awesome, awesome kid. Um, just uh, 
definitely so with him definitely a lot of pride because of just getting to share that a little bit definitely best wrestler ever officiated I mean you got Bo Jordan and those guys uh but uh just a great young man and then some of the football guys sometimes you look you're like yeah ref him that's cool but I think with David it was a little bit different um just because the thing is is that I saw him work his tail off about ready to puke when he's already the most dominant wrestler in the country and he's going into senior year and he and my wife is in the fitness world she she actually got more inspired by wrestling when she saw him she you know she kind of felt bad and kind of didn't because she knew that's what it took and and I'm like, yeah, he's not just trying to win state. He's trying to do a lot more than that. So he was driving an hour and a half uh, from St. Paris, Graham, to, re- to work out with Scott down in Cincinnati and to drive an hour and a half back when he's already dominant. Just, uh, yeah, so definitely was definitely proud of him. You know, I mean, like, I don't even know him that well, but you feel like you, you did. Yeah. Um, so, but at the time, no, not as much, but later on, definitely uh, more appreciation to be able to officiate kids like that and then and I say him but then a lot of these kids though where I might have refed them in you know youth wrestling and OAC tournament and then next thing I know they're weighing in in high school and I'm like I mean you kind of look at me like hold up when did you get to be a sophomore in high school yeah so a lot of that's surreal yeah it, it really is uh for me like I I I don't know David Taylor as nearly as well as you, but he's, he's an Ohio wrestling boy, even though I know he's born in Wyoming, but like, you know what I mean? Ohio wrestling. I'm like, that's my dude. That's my dude. And then similarly with the workout um, like that uh, for my area, a little bit more like the Stevers, like they were doing that same thing, you know, mm-hmm. they're already beating everyone tech bomb them, right. them, but they're still going to get the best training They're You know, I'm a aerodyne like maniacs. And it's just like, mm-hmm. takes a special kind of person. And then, to see them reach their goals or some of their goals, it's just like, they deserve that. You know, like you see and hear all that. And it's, it's just good to see good people be rewarded for their, their work. Cause that's not always the case. Yeah. That That's what was, that's what's so amazing about wrestling because the steamers were there. I mean, they were there, their parents were there and they're all like, you could tell they're all, it's all real. They're all butts, you know? And I think that's what steepers only lost in high school was a David I and mean, they're all butts. All oh, they, yeah, they all trained a lot with uh, Burnett's, and I'll mm. tell you, some of the athletes have come out of there. It's just amazing. Um, we're fortunate they're only like 20 minutes away from us, one of them, uh, Eric. Um, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. This has always been fun. You said to be ready for the energy, and you brought it, so thank you for that. Um, I owe you some video of that match I was talking about, so I'll get that Please. to you, and then we'll connect. Um, and hopefully this isn't the last time we'll get you on the show again, uh, maybe after the season, talk about how the season went and, and share some uh, stories. Does that sound good? That sounds good. All right. Hang on. Don't uh, pop off here. I'm going to stop the video and just catch up with you. All right. Sounds good, Bryce. Right, Thank you. Thanks for having me on.